you got McAfee breaking the big news. And in that interview, did Aaron Rodgers not refer to Travis Kelsey as Captain Pfizer? Well, then this is how demented my mind is. Pfizer is also the drug manufacturer company of Viagra. So that's what I thought he was referring to Travis Kelsey as. But Taylor Swift. Yes. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Are you seated comfortably? Now let's begin. It's hour two of your favorite sports talk show. And uh, I had this voice come through my head. Let's, do we have Moose? Is he ready? Is he logged in and ready to go? I'm almost, I'm afraid to ask him this question. Or for that matter, <laughs> you people. You, you people. I'll start with you, Darren, and I'll put it to the people. Do you have voices in your head like I have voices in my head? <laughs> and nothing crazy, but I had a voice in my head as I was walking to the washroom in the break. And it was, if you let other people get you down, that's on you. That was the voice that I had in my head. Very clearly. Yeah. Do you have in... It, it's, it, it's intuition is what it is. But it you, is. Do you it's have intuition. Voices? Okay. Absolutely. I, I, I don't... Like, I probably... When you said intuition, that makes more sense to me. I don't call it voices in my head. But I get it. It's the exact same thing. You know? Where you get little messages, little things that pop into your brain like... Oh, yeah. You know, and you think about that. I don't know that that's by coincidence. Okay, well, it's, I don't think it is. But it, again, if you let other people get you down, that's on you. Yeah. Don't let them get you down. And to be honest, my dad was saying it for years. It took a long time for me to get on. So I just need a laugh today because for a while I was letting other people get me down, but now I'm not going to, and I'm actually in a really good mood. But I don't understand what's going on with this show and i would ask you but i know you don't know what's going on either we have this email that wade forward or uh clark forwarded us from a guy named wade probably watching it right now he goes hey rod peterson and the rp show i saw your show over here in the uk on game plus television i wanted to reach out my name is wade i'm an international award-winning canadian comedian who's been living in the uk for 18 years i also run NFL in London, the largest NFL promoter in Europe. Wow. With the NFL games in London this weekend and seeing as you have a few expatriates on the show, I thought I would reach out if you ever need a guest from across the pond and join the show, sign Wade. I'm like, what is going on, Darren? Beautiful. You were in the game. You were in the game studios the other day. Did they happen? The op Did they tell you that we were on the air in Europe? Did they happen to mention that little nugget? Yeah. No. Um, and I don't know how he's getting it. I don't know what the UK cable carriers are um, and if we're on any of those. But maybe it's through well, Fubo clearly. TV. Maybe it's through one of the online. Because I know we're on Fubo TV, growing and popular there. And that's distributed online. Um, maybe it's that. Maybe it's through, uh, I'm not sure how, they, how people get it. Just as okay. long as they get it and they're watching. Sure. Uh, well, Clark, let's get him on. Approve. You don't need my approval. Yeah. Let's yeah. get him on. And uh, did, furthermore, I don't know if you saw me at the end of hour one getting in a bit of a um, disagreement with Ryan Thomas, the former Regina Pat, who said, who cares if the baseball teams celebrate lustily? It's a big deal to make the playoffs. Okay. We're all going to have to disagree with those that say the celebrations aren't out of hand. Because if you think they're not out of hand, then that's fine. And uh, Ryan has uh, attempted to correct me. I, 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 uh oh, uh oh, saying that. Well, he's saying that Connor Bedard was never going to play on Corey Perry's line. But we're never going to come to an agreement, Ryan. So let's just drop it. They were on the same line the other night because they were assisting on each other's goals and were named the first and second stars. So he's saying they're not on the same line. It's, I'm over that too. <laughs> so before I move on to uh, tonight's games in sports, man, did you hear me talking about the NFL? Like, I've been around the NFL for years. You and I have been to games, but to be in a market... And following it every day is a different. And just being this close to being able to reach out and touch it, it, I have more respect for it than I ever did. 
but it is not, it's not what you see on TV. And when I say that, it's not like the Wizard of Oz where it's the big voice and the big voice is this little dwarf behind a curtain cranking it, speaking into a mega... No, no, the NFL is as big behind the curtain as it is in front of the curtain. But I can see now why so many players and coaches have come to the Canadian Football League and just said, I can't do it. It's too much. It's too much. Too much pressure, too much everything. Too much time, too much... Do you know what I mean? Uh, and yeah. so Joe Rose, and you've heard him on the radio here, former Dolphins tight end. He does the color on the radio for the Dolphins games and is also on the morning show. He goes, there's no moral victories in the NFL and there are no gimmies in the NFL. To say it's a man's league would offend a lot of people and say that it's not inclusive. So I won't say that. But what I'm saying is... Man, I get, I get it now. It's a, it is bigger than you even think. It's bigger than you even think on TV. Would you believe that? I would. I'd believe it. And I think if you give the phrase a man's league a chance to settle and understand what it actually means, it doesn't mean, I think the intention's not about anti-female. It just means it's, no. you know, all those old school, serious, tough, um, big deal, you know, all these different attributes. It, it's, a, it's a big machine, the NFL. It is crazy. And if you're not serious, and if you're not taking it seriously and giving it 100, you're not going to last in that league, no matter what area you're in. Well, and again, that's why they call it not for long. And that's one thing, frankly, where sports is a mimic thing. Uh, you know, they imitate each other, blah, blah, blah. But the CFL has kind of become the NFL in terms of the hours that are put in and the, uh, for the coaches, not the players, but for the coaches. But the money has not tagged along. And that's a big, big, big reason why you know, because you know every nook and cranny behind every closed door of my life, because I've told you. But uh, I'm not willing to put in the time that it's become now for the money that they were paying. I'm just not willing to do it. Some guys will. And for the coaches, they're making that decision too, right? Um, yeah. But some guys just really, really, really want to be in pro football because they can coach in college football. They can coach in high school and probably make more money in a lot of cases, but they really want to coach pro. And I find that uh, admirable. Now, I said we were going to play CFL, deal or no deal. All those Canadian Football League fans have just been waiting here for 67 minutes, 68 minutes, to talk about week at 18 in the Canadian Football League. Were you able to find a point spread for the Edmonton-Toronto game at BMO Field Friday night? Because I could not find it on the Better no. Eagle website. No, I wasn't okay. able to find it. We'll make our own. <clears throat> Exactly. That'll be fun. You notice I'm not putting on the crown. I'm not putting on the robe, but we can still have fun with it. And um, you would think I would have the CFL standings memorized, and for the most part I do, but I don't want to get it wrong. It is the 4-11 and 11 Edmonton Elks at the 12-2 and 2 Toronto Argonauts Friday night, 150th celebration of the Argos. What would be your betting line? And would you take your own betting line? <sighs> so I got to get a betting line that's going to make me think for a while. Um, I would say I would put the Argos favored. I haven't heard if Chad Kelly's playing or not. But I would have the Argos favored ah. based on him not playing. I would have the Argos favored by like three and a half. Really? It would yeah. depend on the starting quarterback, of course. It always Oh, yeah. If, if they're going to run their starters, I'd, I'd probably move the Argo line to seven and a half, eight and a half, nine, somewhere in there. Um, and that's probably why there's no line. Because sometimes you see in a game where there's a big decision like this that could completely sway it, <clears throat> they don't put out a line or let you bet on select games for that reason. Because you could have some inside knowledge um, and have heard something and put your money down, and then the, you know, the decision gets made, the odds change, and you end up in a great spot. So I would say Argos by three and a half, and I don't know which way I'm going to go yet. He doesn't know if he'll take his own bet. Write it down, that? people. We've got some uh, comments that have come in. Jim and 
Balgoni, just hang on because I want to read yours. I want to read it before we go to break. But we're in the middle of our own deal or no deal, whatever you call this. I do feel, listen, I feel bad for the CFL in this regard, and I lived it for 20 years. NHL's starting. NFL has started and MLB playoffs. Who the hell's talking about the CFL? You just said you don't know if Chad Kelly is play is starting or not. Neither do I. I haven't seen it anywhere. Have they not? Dis- have they not made a decision? Have they not said? Can somebody tell us, please? Because I'm too lazy to. Lo- I'm too old and I'm too lazy to go digging in lockers like Lou Brown in major. I'm too old to go digging in lockers. Somebody tell me. Is he playing or not? It would greatly help us set a betting line. And for that matter, all the betting companies would be my, they're all sitting there waiting. And we don't know. So right now, Moose has Toronto three and a half. I'll take your bet, okay? Darren, and I won't. You feel I'll any say better? no deal. He's not taking his own bet. Friday night. Canada's Game of the Week. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers with the BC Lions. They're opening the upper deck and selling tickets into the upper deck. How about that? For not just a rider game. The Bombers are there in a rematch of the 2011 Grey Cup. Winnipeg at BC. First place in the CFL West is on the line. BC is favored by two. Deal or no deal. And it's, by the way, 111 Eastern. I'm throwing that in there. Can't forget that. Go ahead. No deal. No deal. When things are on the line, Winnipeg steps up and plays. First place is on the line. I think Winnipeg will win. Really, hey? Yeah. Kay. I just like them when He's the chips are the deal. So you're taking the deal. So hang on. BC's favored by two. You're not taking the deal. No deal. Okay. I'm taking the deal because you heard it here first. It's the changing of the guard. Winnipeg, it's over. The good times are over. And you talk about acting like you've been there before. They're not. And they're losing a lot of fans, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And come Friday night, you're going to lose in Vancouver. And it's over. You're going to be going on the road for the West Final. How's that feel? Saturday, the Plaza of Honor game. And says, what? What? That's good. I like it. Uh, Saskatchewan, home to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders are favored by 3.5 at home. Deal or no deal? I'll take the deal. They need to, they need to snap this losing streak, and they play better at home. I'm taking the deal as well. And Ottawa is at Montreal, and the Alouettes are favored by 6.5. The Alouettes have already clinched a playoff spot by virtue of their win in Ottawa last week. This is the second game of the home-and-home. Home. Montreal favored by 6.5. Deal or no deal? No deal. I think, you know, it's tough to win the back-to-backs. Montreal's clinched already, so maybe the foot's mm. off the gas pedal. Dude, look at you putting some actual thought into that. <laughs> and you've convinced me of that. I won't take the deal either. Ottawa will surprise they really got to get some wins going there in Ottawa. They're, you know, I used to say, <clears throat> and you were right beside me, when Ottawa was sucking about three, four years ago, I'm like, ah, you've had great times. Welcome to what everybody else has to put up with. That's over. They, it's gone on too long. Ottawa's going to get their act. They got to get their act together. And I don't know when it's going to happen. Maybe it starts this weekend. I don't know. Yeah. So regarding uh, that little voice... I listen deep down. I knew what it was. The little voice in my head. I talk about it often. Uh, Jim Wagner from Balgoni writes in. He says that small voice is called your conscience, Roddy, and it's God given. And most people have learned to ignore it to their own peril. I will say this to the. You can take the bet regal off the screen, guys. I will say this in the advisors and the coaching and everything I've had the last couple of years. I've had people say to me. You've had that voice, and you've ignored it in, over your lifetime, haven't you? I'm like, mm-hmm, at times. And uh, they're saying that the time has come to stop ignoring that voice. Listen to it. And because it will never steer you wrong. Right, Jim and Balgoni? And uh, the most recent was, if you let other people bring you down, that's on you. 
write it on a bathroom stall. If you let other people bring you down, that's on you. Although I still think meme, uh, the meme of the day comes from Moose. I don't remember what it was. Do you want to uh, take a stab at I what they were referring to? to? It's something about being naked in the, in the locker room. <clears throat> that might be the meme of the day. But I think the meme of the day might, might be, it's over in Winnipeg. <clears throat> and see how they, how they react in Winnipeg. Make it. I don't care. That'll get us. That That'll and get yours. Going. Yeah. That and yours. Uh, Jason in Red Deer writes, and he says, uh, Rod, where do the stamps go from here? Clearly, Jake Mayer is not the answer. We'll get into that next. Kevin the Medium has chimed in. He's entered the chat. Kevin the Medium from our sales department. And he says, oh, the voice will always be accurate. You don't want to know what it's told me in the past, and I've ignored it. But I'm not ignoring it anymore. And things are going great. Um, we'll be back with all of this. Well, Doug McLean is next. Uh, you'll have to come back for overtime, okay? We'll get this figured okay. out. Doug McLean's name came up yesterday here in South Florida. Former coach of the Panthers. He's going to want to know how and why and from whom. We'll get into it when we come back here on Game Plus Television, WQEE. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it. But it's a fact, just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code Show. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code Show and get them all in one package. The promo code Show gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Show. You can thank me later. Broadcasting from beautiful South Florida, it's the RP Show on Game Plus Television and WQEE Radio. Doug McLean needs no introduction, but for your sake, I'll do it anyways. His Wikipedia says, a Canadian sportscaster working for Rogers Media Sportsnet, former ice hockey coach and general manager. I love how they say ice hockey. Former president, general manager, and head coach of the NHL's Columbus Blue Jackets and was also the head coach of the Florida Panthers from Summerside. PEI. There he is. We're bringing him in. How are you doing, Coach? You're looking fantastic, by the way. Well, I, I think I'm a little bit like you. I get a little of that Florida living. Oh, it helps a little. But PEI, Florida, good combination. Is it ever? Hey, do you want to know how your name came up? I was at Bill Lindsay's house yesterday, oh. and we were talking about his favorite coaches. He said, Doug McLean, and he goes, and I got to say Roger Nielsen because Roger kept me on the team. He goes, I thought I was going to get cut. I thought I was going to get cut. And he says, I need somewhere to keep my boat. <laughs> and Bill goes, I let him dock it at my boat slip. And that's why I made the team. Uh, man, those were good times, eh, Doug? Yeah, you know what? Uh, it's funny. I was talking about it today. George uh, uh, Stellick's XM uh, NHL show today. And we were talking about the Panthers, you know, in the in the interview. And you know, it is amazing, that whole group of guys, how well they've done. It, you know, they were good players. They were character guys. But you look at all them as people and what they've done since they've retired and moved on. There's not a guy that hasn't done really well from that group. It just tells you of, of what they were made of. They, they, were, they were a special group. And I remember, you know, Billy Lindsay and Tommy Fitz, whoever I put those guys with, they were the best line and the hardest working line and the physical line. And, 
they were they were good people for sure. Well, and they were hoping to uh, finish it off with a Stanley Cup win last year. It didn't happen. Yeah. At least they got a win in the Stanley Cup final for the first time because you know what happened in 1996. But do you ever get back down here much, Doug, at all? I, I live in Delray Beach, so I'm I'm pretty well. We'll we'll go down the next week to head to Delray. Get there mid October, and we we stay seven months in Delray. Uh, we're U.S. residents, so we'll spend all winter, and we'll we'll usually come back to PEI, you know, mid May or so. So we, we spend a lot of time in Delray. I don't get down to many games, you know. I watch them, but I don't go down to very many unless there's somebody on a visiting team I want to, you know, like get together with. So it's. I don't get I don't see a whole lot, but I watch them play pretty regular. I mean, seriously though. Well, I'll be I coached in ninety-six, yeah. okay? And I'm and, and Maurice ties me for the most win playoff win. Like that's Gretzky-ish record holding. Like, come on. Somebody's gonna beat that? that record. It's a joke. Ah, <laughs> uh, huge gap in between. Huge, huge <laughs> gap in between. But I will say yeah, this we do special like we do special occasion shows at the Beach House in Pompano Beach. I'm sure you know where it is. Randy Moeller was just saying the other day, when's your next show at the Beach House? So we'll get you guys all together and we'll do a special show there, bringing everybody together. It would be great. Yeah. Um, look, if you don't mind, if you were talking to Stelic about the Panthers, what do you expect out of them? And for that matter, the cross-state lightning, because I it, there's a lot more hockey talk here than people would think. They're wondering what they're going to get out of their teams this year. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a little arrogance out of Tampa Bay that I, I don't, I don't really like, and I Vasilevsky being injured, and they're becoming thin because of cap issues, you know. So it's and and some tough injuries with uh, Vasilevsky going down here now, and losing some important depth guys. Killorn was a big loss this summer, so I, I see Tampa Bay potentially dropping off a little bit. Uh, the Panthers, it all comes down for me to Bobrovsky. Uh, Spencer Knight, hopefully he comes back and, and and is good and able to become the player they all envision him becoming. But if their goal, their goal in was so bad during the regular season and so good in the playoffs that it was like two different teams. So if Bobrovsky can do it consistently, I, I really like their team. Look, Montour's a big loss to start. Ekblad's a big loss to start. But but I like their team a lot, so it'll be it'll be fun to watch again. Hopefully, yeah, for sure. Well, let me just bring it. Let's talk about your book first, and then bring it back to this year's NHL. What do you got? What's the latest? The latest on the book. There, it's a bestseller, man. Indigo of course. bestseller, yes. <laughs> me and Elon Approved. Musk on the shelf, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know what? The book was, uh, it's funny, Simon & Schuster uh, called me just after I left Sportsnet and said, you know, we'd like to do a book. And I said, you know, I, do, I really don't want to do a book, uh, you know. And they said, well, it's, it's more like we'd like to do like a money ball of hockey type of book and book the drive. And I said, oh, well, that, that kind of intrigues me. So I hooked up with Scott Morrison, who's just a wonderful friend and, and, a, and a writer, guy that's written a, a ton of books. So we worked together. We did three years of it. And, you know, it's all about the draft, my experiences with the draft, but also great draft stories. We did a chapter on the Lindros deal, which is fascinating. Uh, Pierre Paget, who's a friend of mine, lives in Austria. He kept every detailed inter or, you know, interview he had with teams and who they offered. I think it's a great chapter. We did a chapter on analytics, which was really interesting because no GMs would let me use their name except for Rick Dudley. They'd say, hey, Doug, we'll talk to you about it. I talked to 30 coaches, GMs, and they said, Doug, we'll talk to you. We'll tell you what we're doing. But please do not use my name because my owner is very sensitive about analytics. So it was – I liked the chapter. I learned a lot about analytics, and I, I think we came across in a fair way on what really is going on in the league with res respect. Some teams are crazy with it. And some are, are handling it really well. So I think it's a combination of the scouts accepting the analytics people working with the scouts. And I think you can have a really good fit there. Well, I was going to say, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to spoil the book. That's why we want people to buy it. But I guess you just kind of <laughs> just said 
I was going to ask you where you are on analytics. You're kind of telling me you're in the middle. That's where I am, too. I, I think there's a place for them. I find them interesting, but I would never run my team by them. You know, it's, it is interesting. There's some really good, good people. Mm. What I'm finding is the teams that the personality of the analytics person is really important. It's, in other words, a guy that can work with the group and work as a team player in the organization. I talked to one team, you know, at the draft table, and the analytics guy is pouting at the table because they didn't take the guy he was pushing. And the GM said to the analytics guy, listen, buddy, let me tell you something. As long as I'm here, you will never be a key decision maker. We like your information. We'll use your information. But don't think you're a decision maker here. I loved uh, Madden, the, the baseball manager, his comments on analytics. He said, and we quoted him in the book, he said, look, I want to know what time it is. I don't know. I don't want to know how the watch was built. Give me the information. I don't want you in my clubhouse. I don't want you in the dugout, but I like your information. So, you know what? I think it's a, it's a real mix. Another guy said to me, Doug, it's like going out to dinner. It's not the steak. It's not the potatoes. It's not the salad, but it might be the salt and pepper you put on the meal. So I think it, it but I think it's becoming as, as it, as it, as more data is available and more information is available, I think it can be put to good use. I really do. And, and I think you have to be fair to it. And if I was a GM today, I would certainly, when I'm looking to acquire a player or trade for a player or draft a player, I'm certainly looking at the data. There's no doubt I would be doing that. But I still want my scouts' eyes on the player. Sure. Well, I was just on a podcast as a guest last night, and the guy said, Rod, how do you feel about the numbers showing NCAA hockey is putting more players are being drafted than Major Junior is? And I said, are you trying to start a brawl? I, I was 20 years in the Western Hockey League. I very clearly have a stance on that. And I said, well, I'll just say I still think the best players are coming from Major Junior. I don't care what the numbers are. Look who all the number one overall picks are. I'm sorry. But how would you answer that? That more players are being drafted well, from NCAA. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. The, the U.S. Hockey League, the USHL, has become a good league. There, there's no denying that. Because let, let's, let's not kid ourselves. They've got a huge base to pick from in, in the USHL. They've got a European draft now that's added to the league. It's become an older league where young kids are having a hard time making the league. It's a good league. Um, to me, uh, you know, the, the, the USHL moves players to the NCAA typically after they're drafted. They go to a college program. So they're they come out of college, but really were drafted probably out of the USHL or early in their NCAA career. The U.S. kids, if they choose that route to go USHL, then the NCAA, they get a longer window. For instance, if an 18-year-old, 19-year-old mm -hmm. from the major junior goes to an NHL camp, I mean, it's a challenge. They're young kids, and an NCAA kid is coming out at 22 years of age. Big difference. And so they have a longer runway to develop their pro skills. But, you know, major junior, I mean, look, I watched Bedard the other night. Like, oh, my God. I mean, I watched Sidney Crosby. I watched Connor McDavid. I watched, you know, the, the best of the best in the world. A lot of major junior guys there. Braden Point. I talked to Brent a... Sutter about Braden Point. You know, and, and Red Deer coached against him uh, six times this year. Or I coached against uh, Bedard six times. And he really compared Bedard to like a Braden Point, who was a third-round pick at a major junior by the Tampa Bay Lightning. And he's become a franchise player at Braden Point. So, Lots of great major junior players, to say the least. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I appreciate the answer. And you know, the parents are sitting there just riddled with anxiety, which road to send their kids down. And there's pluses yeah. and negatives to both. Let's be honest. Um, yeah. Way too early prediction for a Stanley Cup final. I won't hold you to it, but who can you see making it to the end? You know, it really is... Um, I. I I'd love to see Edmonton get there with McDavid. I, I wore their gold in, but I think, you know, I was looking at Connor Brown moves in there. Uh, I mean, they've, they've, you know, can the gold tending hold up? I thought they should have beat Vegas last year in that final, in that round. And, and I think they're capable 
of moving forward. So I've got I've got Edmonton coming out of the West. The East is unbelievable. I, I'm telling you, Boston looks like they could drop off. Tampa looked like they could drop off. Toronto is going to be good, but I'm not in love with their defense, and I'm not in love with their goaltending. You know, so and their kids still haven't proven they can play when it really matters. I tell you, it. it I mean, Florida has a chance to take a step, but I'm going Carolina Edmonton Stanley Cup Final. Wow. A rematch of 2006. I love it. And uh, <laughs> hey, it's interesting you say that. And I, I, I've been around all these ex-Leaf guys the last two summers. Jamie McCowan, Lanny McDonald, Tim Hunter. And they all talk about the media in Toronto and that it affects oh. the Leafs' performance. You were clearly part of the problem, if you believe that. Do you believe that the media affects on-ice performance of the Toronto Maple Leafs? I really tried to be part of the problem. I did try, but, <laughs> but I'm not sure I had that much of an impact. And when Babcock left to get fired, he phoned me and he said, "Hey, I really love listening to you every day." And I'm like, "Okay, right, you know." So I, you know what? We were hard on the lease, but I thought we were always fair to the lease. And if the truth was known, if the Leafs would have li listened to Kiprios and I a lot more they probably would be ahead of where they are today. So we were trying to help them, you know? <laughs> no kidding. I, I, lo I love the joke of an answer, but they, uh, they, I feel like they actually believe the media impacts what's going on there. And I often say, from my football career, I said, the second, uh, well, if you want to give me a ring when you win the championship, then I'll take the blame when you lose. Which, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's yeah. just an excuse. I'll tell you what, I was a general manager in Columbus, and the media was tough there. I watched what goes on in Vancouver, what goes on in Winnipeg, what goes on in Calgary, Edmonton. The media are tough there, too. Let's not kid ourselves. I, I don't think the Leafs get it any worse than any other Canadian city, because every Canadian city, they love the game. The fan base is passionate. They're all tough on them, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Suck it up. Uh, Don't use it as an excuse. It's, it's how I feel, too. So I'm glad that we're singing from the same hymn book. Doug, but thanks gotta, for this. I got to tell you something. Yep. The, the media guy in Columbus, who I didn't get along with very well at the end, he made a comment about a, a couple of years ago. He said, Doug McLean, the general manager, would hate Doug McLean, the media guy. Pretty accurate. And how'd you, how, you like, you were okay with that? I thought it was pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Doug, thanks for the time. Uh, we'll see you when you get down here. Okay, man. All the best. Take care. Thanks All for right. Having me. The great Doug McLean. You bet. Thanks for coming on. Former Panthers and Blue Jackets head coach. Bobby Lowe's joins us next. I can't wait. I got a question burning for him. The assistant player development guy with the Vegas Golden Knights. He's bringing the Stanley Cup to the Queen City this weekend. Bobby Lowe's is next. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What'll they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. The RP Show continues big hockey day today. And as I said, excited to welcome in Bob Lowe's, the assistant director of player development, uh, sorry, player personnel with the Vegas Golden Knights, the Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights. Bobby, welcome to the show. I'll say congratulations now, although I'm, you're not even thinking about last year, but I got to ask you, Bob, before we get to Saturday's event with the cup and everything, what is it like, Losey, to win the Stanley Cup? 
What's it like? Well, you'd know from your from your dad when he won it that uh, it's something. If you've grown up in Canada, you've been involved in hockey, that it's a dream come true. And uh, I think your first, uh, you know, dream of pl- winning it as a player, but it's so hard to play in the league. And then just trying to work in the league is is hard enough. But once you get there uh, and you're able to work in the league, you uh, you know, you know, you're close enough to hopefully have an opportunity to win it, and uh, lucky enough, yeah, to win it. <laughs> At what was there luck involved? Let's be honest; you had some bad luck in the first five years. Was there luck involved in the sixth year to finally bring it home? I, I think there's. You need a, a little, you know, some luck. I think uh, re, we didn't make the playoffs the year before uh, uh, because of injuries, pretty much, and. Uh, you know, this year I think we, or last year we avoided them uh, or any major injuries that could change your lineup. So our lineup was pretty consistent throughout, and uh, guys were playing with pretty good health. So I think that that's a big part of the luck. I think. Well, I'm sure you spent the summer uh, saying this exact thing to all your friends and so forth. But you're gonna have the cup this weekend so you know when you grew up in pa and you're playing road hockey and you were playing on the ice and you thought about winning the stanley cup you, you actually did it you probably thought about what you do with it if you brought it home or maybe you didn't i don't know but this weekend you finally get to so that's pretty exciting yeah it's real exciting uh getting it to bring it to regina which you know we grew up in pa uh you know summer at emma lake so there was you know an opportunity maybe to bring it up there uh with uh, Chandler Stevenson being up there and getting it. And then uh, it just didn't work out that way. And we were able to bring it to the Queen City. And, uh, you know, I, I, at first I didn't know what we were going to do with it. But then uh, Shelly, uh, my wife, uh, stepped up. She had it all planned out and uh, had thought about it without telling me. And uh, we're, we're pretty excited about where, what we're able to do with it uh, uh, with regards to October being uh, cancer month. Uh, our breast cancer month and uh, being able to, uh, you know, hopefully generate some uh, some funds for their uh, Empower group uh, that does some good things in the community uh, with cancer uh, cancer patients. Yeah, you've turned it into a fundraiser, which I thought this is genius for Empower. So um, do you have anything to do with that or should we get Shelly on to explain how this is going to go down on Saturday? Well, it's more Shell actually. Uh, when I told her I was going to be on your show, I said you can explain it better. But uh, well, my wife had cancer uh, ten years ago, and then uh, became involved. Uh, there was a group of women that uh, uh, you know started a, a a fundraiser or started out raising funds to help. Uh, educate women and and do uh, fitness classes with uh, women that have gone through best breast cancer after and uh, I can't get into all the inner workings uh, of it but uh, I know it does uh, a lot of good things in the community for people that uh, are uh, afflicted with this you know tough disease right well I read the whole thing so 2 to 4 p.m. at the cooperators center cooperators arena in Regina this Saturday Show up, make a donation to InPower. You'll get a ticket or a slip, a, res- a reservation, basically, right, to get in line. And only 100 will be sold. So it's a donation to InPower. That's the fundraiser portion of this. But I'm not done on the um, <clears throat> bringing it to Regina. I'm sure this probably tore you up because I know how much you love PA. Losey, the gateway to the north, PA. The city, been- by, the city <laughs> by the river. The city by the river, the yeah. gateway to the north. I always sing that. Uh, to Kelly McCrimmon, he laughs. Crim laughs every time I, I sing that. Uh, the other or, one is uh, you can't spell oh, you can't spell paradise without PA. So I thought it was party. Uh, depending <laughs> which way you're going on the Diefenbaker Bridge, it could be the gateway to the south. That's that's the one I yes. thought you were going to say, right? Yeah, but I thought. True. If if Krim could get away with taking the cup to Brandon, and let's be honest, I know why, and not plenty, then you can get away with bringing it to Regina. Absolutely, it's um, yeah, it's 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 a lifelong thing. You should enjoy it and not have to worry about these decisions. But I got to ask you this about being a—you were pretty much a day one guy, right? 
If Krim was day one, then you would have been day one and a half, right? So that's got to feel good to be with something from the start to the fruition. Yeah, it's, uh, it was exciting when Krim got the job. Uh, you know, I was excited for him. I'd always told him that, uh, you know, he was more than uh, uh, able to work in the league and uh, that the NHL, uh, you kind of put it on a pedestal some, sometimes, but uh, what he'd done in Brandon or what you do in junior, especially as a GM, uh, is just like the NHL light. Uh, with what you're doing with, uh, you know, drafting, developing, trading, uh, running a team, how to put a team together. I think uh, there's a lot to it uh, that transfers into the NHL. The only, you know, the only thing you don't have in junior is uh, salary cap. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, Kelly, right away, uh, we had talked about it and I was really excited to be on the staff to begin with. And, uh, from day one with how it's gone, uh, with Vaughn Carp and myself and Kelly, uh, George McPhee, uh, it's really exciting. And, and all our, our scouts and hockey operations people, it's, uh, the big thing is, is you, you, you start a culture in your organization. I think we were able to start a really good culture, uh, with starts within the organization and then trans, you know, transfers once you get your team and gets on the ice. So, uh, it's exciting to, be able to win the cup with the group of people that have been together for a long time or been through uh, right from start to start to now. So it's exciting. Hey, it's good to, it's good to see you, Lozio. We, I got a million questions for you. I haven't talked to you in so long. Somebody said to me, it may be easier to win the Stanley cup than the Memorial cup based on the year end tournament factor. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it is. I, I agree. Uh, you know, I, I, being a coach and being in your, uh, being there, uh, three times, I think I was at the Memorial cup as a coach, uh, once as an assistant in Seattle, when we hosted, uh, 95, when we lost the league final to Kamloops, who was hosting. And then 96, when we won it and went to Peterborough and, uh, it, it was tough. It, it's a tough tournament. Uh, uh, it's pretty exciting to win your league. You're playing against the teams you play against all the time. Then you go to a tournament format from a seven-game format, and there is a lot of luck involved in that uh, tournament. Um, we've seen it, and it's hard to win. Uh, seven-game, you know, seven-game series, you you get the best best team win uh, for sure, and the strengths and the weaknesses show out over seven games. It can mask in one game, you get a hot goaltender. Uh, I know in Kamloops, we felt we were the second best team in that tournament, uh, along with Kamloops. I'm not sure we would have beat them in the final at home. Uh, but we played Detroit, and their goalie got hot, and we lost 2-1. Uh, and the same could be said in Peterborough. The home team beat us, uh, goaltending and a little bit of refereeing. Uh, you know, in those days, the refs from the, each league that hosted ref, there was no uh, bringing refs in from other leagues. So, yeah, uh, it, it, it was a tough, you know, you, you know, those were tough situations to uh, get through in a tournament format and uh, uh, seven game series. You get the best team for sure. Yeah, well, when when the guy said it, I was like, you can't when he said it's easier to win the Stanley Cup. I like it's not easy to win the Stanley Cup, but when you Put it that way, yeah, I can see why you definitely would say that. Well, Bobby, I appreciate the time. Congratulations again, and have a great time on Saturday, man. If anybody's earned it, it's your family. Way to go. Well, thanks very much, Rod, for having me on. I really appreciate uh, you plugging the, uh, what we're doing with the Cup, and uh, I enjoy your show. Uh, I watch it quite a bit, and uh, I'm honored to be on. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, Bobby. Thank appreciate you. you. Bobby Lowe's of the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll be right back with uh, overtime after this. We are live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live.
Okay, here we go. Let's do it. It's Overtime, brought to you by Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, 28th Street Northeast. I was talking to Randy, the owner and proprietor, yesterday. They've always got exciting things going on down there. They got Focky now, foosball meets hockey. Check that out. New hours. Um, bring your team, bring your business, bring your staff, bring the whole family. Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, where skill and fun collide. I maintain it's an amusement park for hockey players, and nobody has said that I was wrong on that. Let's bring Moose in now for overtime. You want to just sit here, Moose, and I could say read angry <laughs> tweets, but they're not angry. But people have, uh, they've stood up, and they've got a lot to say on the EMJ marketing text line, okay? 902-518-3033. Number one, really enjoyed the interview with Bob Lowe's. Three seasons, I was adding it up. Three seasons, he was the coach of the Regina Pats. Two-time CHL Coach of the Year. If I interviewed him for the pregame show and the postgame show, for three seasons of hockey, that's three seasons times 72 games. So you know I'm bad at math. 206 games. That's like almost 500. Right on. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just bad at math. Not to mention any other times. Regarding PA, he says you can't spell paradise without PA. I used to say you can't spell party without PA. Doug Odnacon. Do you know Ozzy? Doug Odnacon, my buddy. He writes in and says you can't spell parole without PA. <laughs> Three jails. Three jails. Provincial, federal, and a women's facility. Funny how that's come up two days in a row. Bard Hunter checks in. The money hunter. Uh, the man who led the Regina Pats to their last Western Hockey League championship in gold in 1980. One of the greatest goalie masks I've ever seen. Bard Hunter writes in, says, Rod, great job on the show. Congrats. Oh, and by the way, Bill Hunter's son. I'm sure he would not mind being referred to as that. Bart says, you probably know, but Bob Strum's being inducted into the Regina Sports Hall of Fame tonight. Great recognition for him. Well-deserved and long overdue. Way to go, Strummer. Rose Henry writes in from Edmonton, Darren, and she says, Chad Kelly is on the depth chart to, to play tomorrow, and I'm older than you are. Do we want to kick that hornet's nest of Chad Kelly? Why would he start this week and not... Last week? Well, yeah, I said that last week going into the Winnipeg game. I said, what a great way to simulate what's going to happen in the West Final, where you finish the regular season, have a week off because you're in the bye, and then you got to play. So to me, it makes sense for him to play because you took the week off. That simulates the semifinals, and now you got to get ready to go after a week off. So I think it's a great dress rehearsal for what they'll face come Western Final or Eastern Final time. Yeah. Who knows what they're thinking? That makes as much sense to me as anything. But they might not. Play. Herb Lemaire. Herb Lemaire is watching in Melville, the home of Tim Shovelday and Terry Poole. Do those names mean anything to you, Moose? Yeah, they do. Okay. He says Brad McEwen is a Sasky boy, scout for Vegas, bringing Lord Stanley to Round Lake. Our backyard. How about that? How about that? Darren, <laughs> Darren Romsdell is in Melford. He writes it and says, Sports Select has the Argos by seven. Because we were saying earlier on, Bet Regal didn't have it. Would you say 3.5? Well, yeah. Chad Kelly starts. Seven's very reasonable. Very much so. Okay, the one thing, and Darren makes a very good point, Ramsdell, about the wearing underwear in your gear. Listen, if I had a dog in the fight, I would have an opinion. I just don't have an opinion anymore. But Hockey Canada saying that you have to uh, not take your undergarments off in a dressing room. That's basically what it boils down to, right? You ta can't yeah. be naked in a locker room if you're a minor hockey player. It ain't that hard to figure out. Darren writes in Ramsdale and says, long, stinky bus rides home from a hockey game unless you're going to wait for 20 players taking their turns showering. And that was what I said I was getting into. 
The creeps and the perverts ruined it for everybody like everything. They ruined online chat rooms in the 90s. They've ruined kids' dressing rooms. You know, and I guess that's a longer talk. I think why I didn't want to talk about it was it's way more than we could spend two to five minutes on. Yeah. But if people would stand up and report when you see something, say something, but people don't want to get involved. You you don't want to know why this stuff goes on? Because nobody wants to say anything. Period. And uh, that is my thoughts on that. But we don't have time for that. I'm not sure we'll ever have time for that. Are you, did we discuss it significantly enough for you today in the 30 seconds that we have left? <laughs> I'm sure there's lots more, including the showering thing. But uh, let's leave it there for today. Great job, Moose. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. That goes for you all, too, noon Eastern here on Game Plus and Key Radio. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.